This is on the left side. The funny football show. Hello, we are firmly at the pointy end of the season right now. Look at it, it's so pointy. You could just reach out and ah, fuck that shot. Anyway, it's the time of year where the future of fans' hopes, clubs, personnel, and in particular managers is often decided. And it's fair to say we've seen both the good and the bad this week. On the most positive of notes, depending on who you actually support, we now know that Leeds United will be in the Premier League next season after 16 years in the wilderness. I assume Ian Hart is still playing at left-back though, right? Mm -hmm. There were joyous scenes outside Ellen Road when promotion was realised after they secured top spot and a return to the top flight. Crowds gathered, fireworks were let off and not a single historic building was set on fire. It just goes to show how far they need to reach to compete on the same level as the likes of Liverpool next season. Plus, after the rather miserable guard of honour that Liverpool received from Manchester City just a few weeks ago, it was good to see Derby County showed a little bit more sportsmanship and a little bit more class this weekend with their guard of honour. Especially when you consider the whole Spygate thing from a while back. Leeds make their way out with the Derby guard of honour. It is good to see the Derby players and indeed the match officials joining in. They are going to have the class at least to carry it out. Would it have been too much to ask if Leeds manager Marcelo Bielsa had followed his players out holding a massive pair of novelty binoculars? Would have been brilliant. Trouble is, he's got no sense of flair. Something that's pretty well underlined by the fact he's now probably the only Premier League manager to live in a two-up, two-down terrace house in Leeds. But that's kind of why Leeds United fans just love him. That and the fact he's one of the most respected managers in world football, obviously. Something that makes this comment from Steve Evans on Sky Sports a few years back not look like the greatest of shouts. I'm looking at Steve Bruce, I'm looking at Mick McCarthy, I'm looking at English managers who have track records of getting out of the championship at the top end. Why are they not knocking on those doors? They're perhaps going to an Argentinian to go in there and, and sort things out, but will you know what it's like going to the New York Stadium in Rotherham on a Tuesday night trying to get a result? <laughs> I'm not so sure, but the likes of Mick McCarthy, a Yorkshireman himself, you would think that the League United fans would be ecstatic if one of them was appointed. Typical proper football man stuff, that. Argentinian, what's he know? We need a good old English boy. Yeah. I'm sure Leeds United fans would have been absolutely ecstatic had Mick McCarthy been given the Leeds United job on the basis that he happens to be from Yorkshire. I mean, Jerry Halliwell's from Watford, but she's not going in to replace Nigel Pearson, is she? I cut out the advert and I put it on my mirror. That's the flip side of the coin right there, because whilst Leeds and Bielsa were celebrating, Nigel Pearson was allegedly, beating seven bells out of the away team dressing room, having lost to West Ham United. A spell of anger that supposedly resulted in him being relieved of his duties by the Watford Board of Directors. A board of directors who have had more managers during their time in charge than... Well, Nigel Pearson's had punch-ups. Just. In fact, it was another proper football man who made a much more telling observation on the prospects for the next Watford manager when Rodney Marsh tweeted this in reaction. I strongly advise the next Watford manager to rent. 
I have genuinely lost count of how many managers Watford have got through in the last decade. But it's such a high number that my Jerry Hallowell Ginger Spice shout from earlier probably isn't that crazy based purely on the fact that everyone else has already done it. So I rang them up and they said, come if you want. The sacking of Pearson makes it four managers that the club have burned through just this season, which is more managers than... And this isn't a joke, by the way, this is a genuine stat. This season, Watford have had more managers than Norwich City have had wins. What exactly is the expectation for someone taking charge at Vicarage Road? Anything less than the treble, and you're gone, mate. Which doesn't make the future for standing boss Hayden Mullins look particularly bright, does it? But then again, no one thought he'd be picked ahead of Javier Mascarano when the latter signed for West Ham. So, anything is possible. Of course, by the time you hear this podcast, Watford might already be relegated and Hayden Mullins could either be being hailed as the new messiah or become Watford's fifth managerial casualty of the season. I know which horse I'm backing in that race. Maybe Mullins should take a look at one of the most decorated managers of all time for inspiration. And Amazon Prime is ready to give him that little insight with a look at the techniques of Jose Mourinho. With the fast approaching release of Tottenham Hotspurs, all for nothing, sorry, not all for nothing, keep on getting it wrong, all or nothing, the TV streaming service is teasing us with little clips of the show here and there. Including this fascinating insight as to how Jose Mourinho motivates his playing staff. Now here, I was going to play you a little clip that had been doing the rounds on social media, but mysteriously, it has been deleted from the internet. So instead, we've got our very own Jose Mourinho, aka Ben Nicholas, to give you this dramatic recreation instead. For 90 minutes, you cannot be nice. You cannot be nice, you know. You have to be a bunch of cunts, you know. Intelligent cunts, not stupid cunts, bastards, you know, in the sense you are going to win matches, you know. That is why I love Jose Mourinho. Normally getting called a cunt is an insult in most people's books, but somehow he makes it seem like a good thing, you lovely bunch of cunts. If there is one thing that Jose Mourinho knows how to be, it's an intelligent cunty bastard. A phrase that a fair few Manchester United fans are no doubt throwing in the direction of Jude Bellingham right now, the cunty bastard. For months, it may have looked like one of the most talented youngsters in English football was going to be swapping Birmingham for Manchester, largely down to a fair few tabloid newspapers, realising that if you add Jude Bellingham and Manchester United together in a headline, it's an SEO goldmine. But instead, he's following in the footsteps of Jadon Sancho and Brout Erling Haaland, and continuing his development in Germany with Borussia Dortmund. It is no doubt a good move for a young player who's going to see game time and an opportunity to learn from the best instead of a great big fat paycheck. But I'm sure he probably had a few fleeting moments of second thoughts when the social media team revealed that his official announcement video was going to be his teammates and a giant bee called Emma singing a rendition of the Beatles classic Hey Jude. Because his name's Jude, right? I'll be honest, I was 100% ready to hate that. And I did almost cringe myself inside out, but 
It's actually quite sweet. And at least it's not him playing a giant grand piano in the middle of a stadium. My only question is, has anyone performing that song ever actually heard that song before? Or any song for that matter, or any music, or have any understanding or comprehension of what music is? Because it doesn't sound like it. Let's think about the logic here for a second, because it's actually a pretty smart move. The Beatles are an internationally loved band, and using them in an unveiling video is potentially great marketing. So much so, I think that other clubs could easily look at doing the same. Of course, picking an appropriate tune for the player they've signed from the Fab Four. So if Son Hoi Min decides to leave Spurs for pastures new, you go with, here comes the sun. <laughs> Andy Carroll's next club could announce his arrival with maybe help or don't let me down. And if Lionel Messi does actually join Manchester City, then surely the Beatles' taxman is the perfect anthem to pick. What have you got, Ant? Oh, got some cracking ones here, right? What about if Spurs re-sign England international right-back Kieran? Eh? Then you go with Day Trippier. <laughs> okay. Or, or while we're at Spurs, what if they could tempt their former Egyptian striker out of retirement with love, love, Mido? Right. Uh, what about the Atletico Madrid goalkeeper? He's pretty good. You sign him, then you can play O-Black-D, O-Black-Da. Yeah, well, that's why I write the show. The Shane Long Unwinding Road. Fuck's sake. Yeah? Yeah? You loving it? Brilliant. I'm wasted here, you know. Jim? 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 Where, where you gone? I guess the good news is that however badly the song is performed, it won't be nearly as bad as Gal Gadot's overly earnest COVID-19 cover she did of John Lennon's Imagine. Imagine there's no heaven easy if you try oh god oh that's it i've done it i've cringed myself inside out send help or at least a mop right that is it for on the left side for another episode thank you very much for listening there is one more left of the season so make sure you get that by hitting subscribe also give us a little review you can do that via apple podcasts or however you listen to your podcasts and give us a follow on social media as well. There's a bit of news coming soon that you might want to hear. At On The Left Side is the place to find that, and I'll see you soon for the next one. On The Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salveson.